Alright y'all, we about to rewind. We about to take your way, way back. It's that no grape gang, you know what I'm saying? Here we take a trip into the underground. Beauclair, you're listening to 89.7 WUEC-FM, and as always, my name is Andrews Aspinus, and I'll be your host for tonight's show. Tonight, I want to talk about the band that has been most special to me for many years and has carried me through late high school and most of college. While they're a little bit more well-known than most bands and artists that I've covered on my show, they're still, in my opinion, very underappreciated. Tonight, I want to talk about The Strokes. I saw the Strokes open last weekend in Minneapolis for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And while they played a pretty short set of only 9 or 10 songs, they were amazing. It was my first time seeing them live, and I grinned from ear to ear when they came out and started jamming. The Strokes have one of the most distinct and recognizable musical styles, and were heavily inspired by three major influences. The first being Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, the second being The Ramones, and the third being Television, a small New York indie band from the late 1960s and early 1970s. What's so cool about these three inspirations is the Strokes were able to synthesize them and different parts of them to create an original sound. The Strokes truly borrow something different from each band. Julian Casablancas, the band's lead singer, drew inspiration from the low and gothic vocals and songwriting style of Lou Reed while the band's tempo reflects the early garage rock rhythm of the Ramones. However, the backing guitars and bass lines of the Strokes sound a lot more complex than the Ramones and are more influenced by the quiet and sophisticated change-ups and dueling guitars of television. When asked in an interview why he likes Lou Reed, Casablanca stated that Reed's writing style is both poetry and journalism, and that Reed was able to aptly describe the environment around him in a matter-of-fact way. Here's an example of Reed's vocals from his biggest hit, Walk on the Wild Side, from the 1973 album Transformer. Holly came from Miami, FLA Hitchhiked away across USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. Candy came from out on the now here's an example of a Strokes song where Julian, in my opinion, sounds a lot like Lou Reed. It's called Under Control off of the Strokes' 2003 album Room on Fire.
also feel like I need to play a sample of a Ramones song because the Ramones essentially invented garage rock, which is what the Strokes are classified as. So here's perhaps the Ramones' most popular song, Blitzkrieg Bop. And for this one, I want you all to pay attention to the tempo specifically because the Strokes use very high tempos, just like the Ramones did. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. And now here's a stroke song that rhythmically is very similar to Blitzkrieg Bop. It's called Hard to Explain off of the 2001 album Is This It? to explain by the strokes which is a reflection of the ramones now the last thing i wanted to talk about influentially was television they're a band from the late 1970s and on a lot of their tracks they feature dueling guitars meaning that instead of one lead guitar and one rhythm guitar there are just two lead guitars playing opposing lines the strokes don't use this on all of their tracks but it is on the vast majority of them so here's an example of television doing this from their song days released in 1978 on the album Adventure.
example of the Strokes doing dueling guitars that I could probably think of would be their 2011 hit, Under Cover of Darkness, off of the album Angles. these inspirations gave way to the Strokes' formation as a band. An assembled team of childhood friends of lead singer Julian Casablancas, band members Fabrizio Moretti, Nick Valenci, Albert Hammond Jr., and Nikolai Freicher immediately clicked and began writing songs in the year 1998. At the time the band was formed, some members weren't overly musical, including French bassist Nikolai Freicher, who started playing bass at the age of 18. Therefore, it did take the band about three years after initial formation to gain any sort of attention from record labels. In early 2001, after a few years of development, the Strokes released their debut EP, The Modern Age, which received overwhelmingly positive views from critics. They sparked a bidding war among record labels, but eventually signed with RCA Records to release their first album, Is This It, on a five-album deal. Is This It was recorded for just $20,000 in a dingy, soundproof basement in New York City with little equipment or editing. Casablanca's vocals are distorted through an overdrive amplifier, and the band used lots of reverse echo and overdrive effects on the guitars as well. They wanted the album to sound like a band from the past made a futuristic album, citing the Velvet Underground and Ramones as their major influences. Unsurprisingly, it opened overwhelmingly positive reviews, just like the EP, and was called Album of the Year by Billboard, NME, and Time magazine. It has also endured extremely well over time, ranked by NME as the fourth best album of all time and the best album of the 2000s. Rolling Stone also has it as the second best album of the decade behind Radiohead's album Kid A. It's also responsible for the influence and revival of garage rock and raw rock, as it inspired bands like the Libertines, the Killers, Arctic Monkeys, and Kings of Leon. Lead singer Brandon Flowers of The Killers has said that they scrapped their entire project when they heard Is This It and started over again due to its quality. Here's the most commercially successful song from Is This It called Someday that was used in many sitcoms and movies in the 2000s and 2010s decades.
Unfortunately, the Strokes struggled to grapple with their sudden fame and success, and the weight of expectations started to crush the band's cohesiveness. They were paired with producer Nigel Godrick, who was famed for his work with Radiohead by the studio. But the Strokes fired him because they did not musically agree with the direction that he was taking the band. Unfortunately, RCA Records had a strict deadline for their sophomore album, and the entire album was reworked and recorded in just 10 weeks. Room on Fire was released in 2003 to both critical and commercial acclaim, but it's been criticized by some for being too similar to Is This It? Guitarist Nick Valencia stated in interviews that it would have ended up better if we had more time to work on it. Personally, I think Room on Fire is just as good if not better than Is This It, and the band tries some new creative methods for their sound on that album. The song Reptilia is especially impressive and is probably The Strokes' most listened song of all time. It features a killer bass line and is also extremely energetic and could almost be described as a venture into hard rock. Here's a sample of Reptilia by The Strokes off of their 2003 album, Room on Fire. slightly less favorable reviews to Room on Fire, the Strokes tried to diversify their sound on First Impressions of Earth, Angles, and Come Down Machine, their next three albums, all released through RCA Records. During this time, however, deteriorating relationships with the studio and a clear lack of musical direction and cohesiveness within the band threatened to tear the Strokes apart. Drug abuse and burnout from popularity and touring left Casablancas and Hammond Jr., the lead guitarist, in rehab and the band also started to show that it was fraying. Still, there are many songs on all of these albums that are worth a good listen, such as You Only Live Once, the aforementioned Undercover of Darkness, and All the Time, that were callbacks to the band's original great albums. Especially with You Only Live Once, the Strokes were way ahead of their time, as they essentially coined the term YOLO that became super popular in the 2010s. Here's You Only Live Once by the Strokes off of their 2006 album, First Impressions of Earth. Thank you. 
After breaking up with their record label RCA in the mid-2010s, the Strokes went on a long hiatus to work on personal issues and solo projects. But the band found their sound again in the late 2010s and were paired with legendary producer Rick Rubin to make a sixth album that would be released by Julian Casablanca's self-owned record label, Cult Records. The album was released in 2020, called The New Abnormal, and made several year-end lists, finding both commercial and critical success. Many critics called it a resounding success and returned to form, and the lead song, The Adults Are Talking, was a certified sleeper hit after becoming successful on TikTok. The Strokes are now touring the album The New Abnormal and have been playing many more shows again this year, with a seventh album currently in the works. The Strokes' legacy cannot be understated. While their middle albums were somewhat disappointing as both a fan and a critic, their effect on the music industry and the rock scene as a whole in both the early 2000s and again in the early 2020s is endearing, and has continued to keep rock relevant. The Strokes marked the departure from late pop and pop rock and bands like Nickelback dominating the music industry in the early 2000s. They absolutely brought rock music back to its roots, which, if you ask me, is absolutely fine. I'll leave y'all with the song Bad Decisions off of the 2020 album The New Abnormal by The Strokes. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week.
Peace.